I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. Well, hope everybody's having a good day out there today. Some recent events just started here and kind of got a, got a, got a hair strung across my ass about this. And uh, I'll tell you something, you, you want to hear some shit. Now, some time ago, I got my hands on a Ruger Tactical 1022 takedown. Now, I figured it'd be a fun gun to make it into a neat bug-out gun. It's got this backpack, it comes apart, and it, you, you know what a takedown looks like. I mean, I thought it would be fun. So I had a thumbhole takedown stock made by a guy named Dr. Frankenruger. And uh, he custom made it for a takedown rifle. And I replaced the barrel with a heavy barrel with a flash hider on it. And it kind of looked like a a little muzzle brake, and uh, I extended, I put on an extended mag release, a new tr uh, trigger group. It ended up with about a three and a half pound trigger. Harris bipod, uh, and the only part on the gun now is the receiver housing. Now, so I added a, I decided I'd go after a scope, and, and I got hold of a uh, new uh, Nikon P rimfire scope. And the price was really good, and I says, oh, now I've used Nikon scopes before and uh, had very good luck with them and found a good deal with the features that I wanted. It had tactical turrets on it, second focal plane, so I went for it. And, and uh, it dialed in fantastic. It was, was, it was a nail driver for a long time. I mean, you could shoot out with this thing 100 yards and had no problems with it, and I thought that's all I expected it to do. So, until about a week ago, I took it over to my buddy's range to do some plinking. Well, three rounds out the barrel and the scope went high and right and wouldn't adjust. So basically, it, it just went tits up. So, so, I got back to the house and got out the original box and paperwork, which I keep and a lot of us do, and I, I found the lifetime warranty card. Now, Remember that, lifetime warranty card with the contact information. So I called Nikon, and after I finally got to talk to a living, breathing person, I explained my problem. Now, this condescending woman who acted like I was interrupting her whole day told me that she sent me, just sent me an email explaining the procedure on how to send it, and if it could be repaired, they would. And if it can't be repaired, they would send me a voucher for their online store. Now, then she goes on to tell me, Nikon does not sell rifle scopes anymore and hung up on me. I said, well, shit. So, I went to the online store and there wasn't anything really there that gave me that wow factor or I really needed, you know, a target scope, uh, range finders, and binoculars. So, well, shit, what now? So I guess it's nice to know, guys and gals out there, Nikon doesn't sell scopes anymore, folks. So that's how that went. And I says, huh, I'm going to share this to my people out there and 
See if anybody, get back with me and let me know if you've had a similar experience. Now, I got a, a friend named Russell. Uh, he saw an item on uh, Facebook about the, uh, it was called a Elliott's pocket revolver. And he asked me if I knew anything about it. And I said, yeah, I says, I'll, I got, I've heard of them and I haven't seen one, but I'll do what I, the thing on it, like he asked. And I said, all right. So anyway, the Remington Zigzag Derringer or uh, Pepper Box, originally termed Elliott's pocket revolver, was made uh, from 1861 to 1862, with fewer than a thousand of them ever manufactured. And that makes it collectible, and they are worth some money if you got your hands on one. Now it's a six-shot 22 rimfire short, now Remington's first firearm design for uh, a metallic cartridge. So Smith & Wesson patented the rimfire cartridge on August 8, 1854, and that would be patent number 11496, by the way. And the patent was reissued in 1860, uh, six-shot, three-and-three-sixteenth barrel cluster with uh, zigzag grooves in the breech, in the breech end, rather, working with a diamond-shaped uh, key extending in the uh, interior from the ring trigger to provide a revolving mechanism of the barrels. Now, the Remington Zigzag Derringer is a double-action Derringer with a concealed hammer, which contained within the, the grip frame, and the lever behind the, the ring is uh, lifted to return the ring without firing and pushing down to release the barrel group to allow loading through a port in the breech of the frame. Now, the grips are, are made of hard rubber. Uh, it's, I think it's called Gouda Percha and ivory being the only known other originals. Now, blue or silver finish, not nickel, or a combination of both. Now, blue with a silver frame or blue being the most common and silver barrels are, are more scarce. Now, screws can uh, enter from either the left or the right. The mainstream set screw, uh, none uh, or hole without threads pres present throughout the serial number distribution with no apparent continuity. Now, serial number is on the frame under the left grip. And uh, extensive study has identified approximately 140 known examples, being that this model has quite a delicate mechanism and was replaced by the Remington Elliott Derringer a new repeating pistol even before all were assembled. So the survival rate of this model is expected to be quite low. So the fellow that, that got it, uh, came up with it, was his name was Elifiat Remington. That's E-L-I-P-H-A-L-E-T. And he, he, he was born uh, 18, uh, October 28th, 1793, and he he made it to August 12th of 1861, and he was an American engineer who founded what would become known as Remington Arms. Originally, the company was known as E. Remington, followed by E. Remington and Son, and then E. Remington and Sons, with an S on the end there. Uh, he was uh, Affiliate was born in 1793 in a town of Suffield, Connecticut. 
and he was the second child of four surviving children, but the only son of Elizabeth uh, Kilburn and Ephiliot Remington, whose family origins lay in Yorkshire, England. Now, Ephiliot was a second, followed in his father's footsteps and entered a blacksmith trade at the uh, family's rural forge in Herkimer County, New York. The original family home at Kine Corners, New York, was built about 1810 and is known as the Remington House, and it's listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1997. The younger, younger Remington worked with his father in the forge, and at 23, he handmade a flintlock rifle using a firing mechanism bought by a gunsmith, but constructed the barrel himself. So the rifle uh, received such a response that Remington decided to manufacture it in quantity. So by 1840, when uh, his three sons began to take a more active role in the family business, he formed the firm E. Remington and Sons, which he headed until his death in 1861. Now the company continued to grow and develop its products and gradually began to manufacture of other sporting goods such as bicycles and stuff. But uh, the company operated as Remington Arms until its bankruptcy in 2020. So I hope, Russ, that satisfied you. So anyway, if anybody's got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to send me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase and one word, at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page. Love hearing from you guys. I've seen a lot of really neat stuff and... Uh, go to my page and you'll see a number of groups there I highly recommend and uh, just check them all out too. Send a friend request. Love hearing from you. So until the next time, y'all take care.